All right. I want to draw your attention to verse 30 of Proverbs 24. It says, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles, had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. What I want to preach about this morning is being a wise observer. Now, what we are, we see happening here in Proverbs, and what I'm going to show you the Bible teaches us to do is something that society does not want us doing, and it is something even a lot of preachers today preach against. We're always told all the time, you know, don't judge, don't judge, don't judge, right? Based on a bad interpretation of Matthew 7, 1. But the truth is, we are supposed to judge. We're supposed to look and we're supposed to learn. And here in this story, we see Solomon probably, you know, he's, he sees a field. He's looking at it. It's all overgrown. He sees a vineyard. It's just a mess. The walls are broken down. Nothing's being taken care of. And he looks and he observes. He says, I, he said, um, then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. He looked at this guy who clearly was lazy. And from observing you know, his field, his vineyard, and his laziness, he's like, this guy, his poverty is going to come, and it's going to come for a reason. And you know what? People that are lazy, people that aren't going to get up and go to work and do something with their life, their poverty is going to come. It's going to end up nailing them one of these days. And, you know, and he received instruction. And so hopefully, you know, the next day, maybe he was feeling a little lazy, feeling like not doing, fulfilling his responsibilities, doing something he was supposed to do. Hopefully he remembered the field of that slothful man with the walls broken down, the vineyards all a mess. He's like, I don't want to be like that guy. And he said, well, that's judging. Yes, it is. You know, and there's been many times in my life when I've been out soul winning. And I'll go and I'll walk up to somebody's house and the yard's not mowed. The yard's a mess. The house is falling apart. And you know what I'll see a lot of times? Beer cans all over the place. Beer cans all over the porch. And you, know, you don't see that in the nice houses with the nice yards. Oh, it's because they're rich. Well, listen, you know, beer is expensive. Alcohol is expensive. You know, and it's, so the thing is, you know, when I see that, you know, I observed things back when I did home preservation. I would go into uh, homes that were in, for, in foreclosure all the time that were, uh, you know, there weren't any residents there. And I would always find in these places, there was always beer cans everywhere, you know, cigarette butts all over the house, just a trash place. A lot of times there'd be pornography laying all over the place. And you know what? I would see these things and I would receive instruction as like, you know what? These things will ruin somebody. People who get all caught up in this stuff, they don't have enough character to pay their bills. They don't have enough character to you know, clean up and, and take care of things. And then eventually, you know, the bank's got to come and take their house. You know, in, in, in television, it's always made the banker out to be a villain and all that kind of stuff. It's just trying to take advantage of people. And it might have been that way one time a long time ago, but it's not that way today. What they've got to do to get you thrown out of your house today is shameful. And it's It's wrong. I think it's a horrible thing. But let me tell you, I learned a lot from those things. I've tried to point those things out to my kids. If they're out soul with me or when my boys would go with me to these houses, I was like, 
This is why you don't drink. This is how these people live. And I'm, I'm receiving instruction by observing other people. And so, uh, and, and I have, I've learned a lot over the years. You know, thankfully, growing up in the ministry, being involved in sewing my whole life, being involved in bus routes, you, you go, I, I've been in so many houses, even just jobs I've had that have required me to go into, into homes. And I've, I've um, you know, I've gone into the homes of the very rich. I've been in some uh, extremely nice houses. I, I did work on a house right across the street one time from Jerry Reinsdorf, who, I don't know if he still does, he owned the Bulls and the, um, I think the White Sox at, at that time. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been in some, I've been in some pretty fancy places. And, you know, and you do, you learn a few things. You learn a few things, and we're supposed to do that. And that's kind of what the book of Proverbs is. The book of Proverbs, it is, it's a, it's a unique book, you know, it, that we have in the Bible. And something we need to understand about the book of Proverbs is that, when we're reading the Proverbs, we're not necessarily seeing a list of commands. What we're seeing are Proverbs. Okay? And there's a difference between that. Proverbs are wisdom being given. If you look at Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. So Proverbs, they're not just direct commands or even necessarily absolute statements for every situation. Okay, um, Proverbs 26, verse 4, I think a good example to prove that is where it says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest he'll also be like unto him. Verse 5, Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. So if these are commands, we've got a problem because we have two opposite commands. But folks, these aren't commands. They're Proverbs. And you know what you have to do? You have to have wisdom so you will know when it's time to answer a fool according to his folly so he's not wise in his own conceits. And you also need to have wisdom to know when you should not answer a fool according to his folly, uh, according to his folly lest you be like unto him. So it's not every time a fool speaks, you know, both, you know, both of these aren't going to fit that situation. Okay? One of them might fit that situation and for you to know which one you have to do you have to have wisdom so that's what we're seeing in proverbs and it does it takes wisdom to know when to use a specific proverb and there's not it's not simple answers for every case in every situation in uh ezekiel chapter 16 verse 44 says behold everyone that useth proverbs shall use this proverb against thee saying as is the mother, so is the, her daughter. So what we're seeing here is he's saying here that those who use Proverbs are going to use it against them. You know why? Because it applied to them. Okay? Now, is every daughter exactly like their mother? No. But wisdom tells us that if we see a woman doing things very similar to how her mother did things, that, you know, we probably know where she, she got it from. You know, if, you know, it, and, and th folks, this is just wisdom too. It's not an absolute, but you probably should get a good look at a girl's mom before you ask her to marry you. I mean, it does, I, 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 is this passage saying you're, you know, she's going to be exactly like her mom? It's not saying that, but it's definitely worth considering. It's definitely worth taking a look at 
because it is. It's just it's a very common thing. And just just remember that there's a good chance that woman, that mother-in-law, that's what you're going to be married to 20 or 30 years from now. So, uh, and that's why we all don't like our mother-in-laws very much because we feel like we're seeing the future and we're like, <laughs> and, and, and you, you, you get nervous. But uh, anyway, that's just my opinion on that. But anyway, but you know, said so he, he, Ezekiel brings this up here because in this situation, he says this, Proverbs fit, this proverb fits you. But it, it does in every situation. So it's not a guarantee a woman's going to be exactly like her mother, but it's definitely expected to a certain extent. And so when we see certain behavior that is unique, that was also in the mother, we can look, we can observe, and say, I get it. I see what's going on. So you can know Proverbs, you can have them memorized, but if you don't have any wisdom, you're not going to know when to use them. And I've heard people, I've heard preachers before just get up and just butcher the book of Proverbs, you know, just trying to control their people, just trying to, trying to make a point, and they force a proverb into situations where it doesn't fit. And then they act like that proverb is this absolute command, therefore follow me, do as I say, here's Bible to prove it. No, that's a proverb and it doesn't apply to the situation. And if you had any wisdom, you would understand that. So you have to have wisdom to know when and how to use these different proverbs. So something about wisdom that Proverbs teaches is that wisdom is available for those who are looking for it. Okay? This is, so, this is an important thing to get a hold of. Okay? I don't care how high your IQ is. I don't care what your education background is. But wisdom is available for everyone. So these Proverbs, even though they're referred to as dark sayings, I don't, you should never look at the book of Proverbs and think, you know, I'm just never going to get this. No. Listen, what you need to understand these Proverbs, it's crying out in the streets. The question is, are you listening are you watching? Are you observing? Or are you ignoring? And many people do. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 20. Proverbs chapter 1 gives us some of the best instruction on how to understand the entire book of Proverbs. I'll, I'll go through this quickly. It says, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice, voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse. In the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying... How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity and the scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge? So wisdom is out there. Folks, we're supposed to be looking at life. We're supposed to be seeing what's going on in our world and receiving instruction from it. When we see divorce running rampant in our country today, we're supposed to look at that and say, hey, I should probably pay attention to see what's going on, what's wrong, so I don't do that same thing. When we see, you know, the, the wickedness that's going on, immorality growing, we should have the wisdom to look and observe and say, why is this happening? Why is everyone doing this? What is going on? And let me tell you, the answers are out there, but you know what it requires you to do? It requires you to judge. And you've been told not to judge. You've been told, you've been told that you're bad if you do that. No, we have to judge. We have to look at these things. We have to learn. And it, and, uh, but unfortunately, many people love simplicity. Fools hate knowledge. There might be some in here. Hopefully, there, we don't have any fools in here who just hate knowledge. But you know, some people like simplicity. 
You know, what they don't know won't hurt them. That's kind of how they feel. Well, you know what? We all need wisdom. And there's going to be times when you desperately need that wisdom and you better not remain in simplicity. Otherwise, when that day comes, you're not going to know what to do. So you've got to be listening to the cries of wisdom. And then it says, turn you up my reproof. Listen to what I'm saying. This is wisdom speaking here. This is not an audible voice. This is wisdom speaking. Turn you up my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. So wisdom, you know, God wants us to have wisdom. Wisdom is available. But people, because they love their wickedness, they turn from it. They stop their ears to it. They look away from it. And folks, you can only do that for so long and you are going to remain a fool forever. Basically, what we see here in Proverbs 1 is like the Old Testament version of the reprobate doctrine. Because look what it says here. Because I have called and ye refused, and I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but ye have set it not on my counsel and would none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. You ever wonder about these people who can't seem to stop gambling away their money, can't stop losing their jobs, can't stop you know, getting drunk, can't stop all these things, and then they can't seem to understand why all these things are happening? You know, you have somebody get married five times, they can't figure out why their marriages are always falling apart. You know, you and I, we can look and we're like, we know exactly what's going on. They can't figure it out. You know why? Because when wisdom did cry out, they ignored it. They stopped their ears to it and it finally got to the point where, you know what? Wisdom stopped crying out to them. And now it's laughing at them. And these people are literally a laughing stock. I mean, we do, we look at people saying, you know, we shouldn't laugh, but you know, we're tempted to sometimes when you see people doing the same dumb things over and over and over again, you're like, what is going on? Why can't they seem to get this? You know why? Because they turned away from it a long time ago. They rejected it. And now they're stuck in foolishness. Wisdom's laughing at them. And uh, we don't want that to ever come to us. It says, when your fear cometh as desolation, your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. And, the, and these people are out there. They're out there where they're calling. They're looking for answers. They're looking for help and they can't get it. They can't seem to get victory. You know why? They, they lost their opportunity. And I, I've, ta- I've talked to these people before. I've been there. I've been at their houses when they're, I mean, they are just in financial situations that I could never get them out of. I mean, the solutions that they need are beyond anything I, I could help. But at the end of the day, these people, the, it's, it, you know, most of the time, the answer is simple. Get a job. And they can't even do that. They can't hang on to a job. You know, stop buying all this junk. You know, I know she can't pay your bills, but you got the latest PlayStation. You know, what's going on? That you know, what's going on? And they just they can't get out of it. They feel like they're entitled to these things, and so they they're they're kind of they're kind of a laughing stock. And and there's nothing you can do to help them. It says for they hated knowledge, they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore, shall they eat of the fruit of their own way? And be filled with their own devices. And folks, I'm not God. I don't know when people cross lines and things like that. I'm not here today to tell you 
when people have crossed the line on wisdom and things like that. But I will say, there have been situations before where I have, I've talked to people, blue in the face, people that are crying out for help, and I've just come to the conclusion there's no helping these people, and I've just had to walk away from them. And it's just like, you know, you don't listen to anything I tell you. And then, they're just crying out, and I, do, I just, I just kind of have to cut them off and ignore them and just walk away. It's like, I'm done helping you. You don't listen. You, you're, you're looking for some magical solution, but the problem is you've rejected wisdom for so long, it's time for you to eat the fruit of your own ways. And so, I want to talk about this, this subject of being a wise observer because it's so important. Now, turn over to Proverbs 7. I want to give an illustration here in Proverbs chapter 7, where we see some principles uh, that we can follow when it comes to being a, a wise observer. Again, you're going to have to get rid of some of the brainwashing you've heard. And you've got, you've got to learn to actually make judgments and look at situations. And so, in Proverbs 7, we'll start reading verse 4. It says, Say unto wisdom, Thou art my sister, and call understanding thy kinswoman, that they may keep thee from the strange woman, from the stranger which flattereth with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones and I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. So now notice Solomon here. He has this guy pegged from the start. He looks at this guy and he just sees and looks and he notices that he's a man void of understanding. Okay? Now, how can he know that? I mean, you know, does he really know that guy? Has he walked a mile in his shoes? How does he know that he is so void of understanding? And notice, too, that Solomon, even though he's a king, in this story, he don't, we don't see him intervene. We don't see him try to stop this young man. And you know what? It's not our job to control everyone's actions that are out there. Okay? We, we can't. We do not have that authority. But you know what we can do? We can observe and learn. When you see some young man or some young lady dating some guy that she shouldn't, she's not your daughter. There's nothing you can really do about it. But you know what? Observe. Young people, observe. Watch and observe. Pay attention to what they're doing. Your coworkers, you can't, you can't control what they're doing in their life when they're making mistakes, when they're going down wrong paths, doing the wrong things. But you know what you can do? You can watch. You can observe. And you can learn some things. So you can make sure you don't make the same mistakes that they make. So in verse 8, he says, Passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. Now, how did he know that this young man was void of understanding? And the, I, I, don't, I think the Bible gives us some reason, probably not all of the reasons. But the first thing he probably, uh, that's mentioned here is, what's he doing going to, by the way, of the strange woman's house. Do you know there's some places it's just not wise for young men to go? There's some places people find themselves, you know, you, you, know, you have these young ladies, they talk about all these horrible things that happen to them at these parties where everybody's drinking and stuff. And you know what? It's horrible that those things happen to them. But why did you go to that party? What did you think was going to happen with a bunch of young people doing drugs and drinking? What, what did you think was going to happen? Listen, I, you, know, the, you know, the old timers, they used to blame women for all the stuff that would happen to him. And that wasn't right. Any guy that does anything to a woman, you know, he ought to be taken out and, you know, stoned or whatever. But at the same time, okay, 
What do young ladies expect to happen when they dress in these provocative ways and go into these compromising situations? What did those women expect when they were showing up at Bill Cosby's place, taking those drinks? He shouldn't have done that, and yes, he should have gone to prison for that. But what did they expect to happen? Well, you know, I'm not a victim if I go to Chicago walking around like a gangbanger flashing gang signs and cussing people out if I get shot. I'm not a victim. They shouldn't shoot me. You should be able to walk down the street and flash gang signs and nothing should happen to you. But in Chicago, something's probably going to happen to you. And so, you know what? You're just a fool and you're void of understanding if you go out there and you do something like that. And you know what? I hate when things happen to anybody. I hate when things happen to young ladies. But you know what? We need our young ladies to get some wisdom and to get some understanding and to learn to observe these things. And when you find out these things are all happening at these places and happening to all your friends, maybe you should say, I probably shouldn't do that. I probably shouldn't go that way. So in this story, it wasn't a matter of just where the man was, but it was a matter of when he was there. He's there in the twilight. You know, what's he doing there? You know, he should be in bed right now. He should be resting up because he's tired from a hard day of work he had yesterday and because of the hard day of work he's got come the next day. But he's got nothing to do and he's just hanging out in the twilight by the house of the strange woman. There's no doubt this guy is void of understanding. Look at what he's doing. Look where he's at. Look at when he's there. And observations that people make. Observations of the wise. That person that's just able to peg somebody, often they might point out one or two outstanding characteristics that are very noticeable. But it's never those one or two things. It's always many things. It's, it's always many things that help us understand something. And so in verse 10, it says, And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot and subtle of heart. Now, what a judgment he just made. He just, how can he see her heart? Man looketh on the outward. God sees the heart. You know, and it's true, God sees the heart unlike it, it, the rest of us. But let me tell you something. There are things that we can do that reveal our heart to everyone. And did you know what? You might not, a lot of people don't like this, but many people today identify themselves with what they wear. And people try to do that, folks. It's only Christians that don't get this. Okay? Christians are the only ones that struggle with this. But you, you identify yourself with stuff you wear. Okay, That's a, that's a way... People express themselves is through their clothing. And let me tell you something. People reveal their hearts to their clothing. And you know what? They usually back up the wise man's observation through their, their actions. And you do. You see people dressed a certain way. You expect a certain type of behavior. And typically, you're not disappointed. Typically, they do exactly what you, you think they're going to do. And, you know, if you see a guy, you know, on a motorcycle with a mullet, you know, and a white beater t-shirt and, uh, you know, jean shorts and, so, you, and he's drinking, you expect to do something stupid on that motorcycle. You just expect to do something stupid, don't you? Just that dumb mulleted redneck, you know, you just expect dumb behavior. You don't want to get behind the wheel or behind, in a car where he's behind the wheel. You just, you see people like that. And I know that was a big stereotype right there, but those are typically white people, so I can do that. But, you know, they, we, do, we, we all have that expectation. 
We don't, we don't respect that person. Okay? That's why, you know, they have to, you know, they're always like standing up for mullets and things like that. Because nobody respects those people. The, you know, they're universally disliked. <laughs> and, and you say, well, you know, that's wrong. It's just a hairdo. It reflects a character. It reveals a culture. And they, let me tell you, not all cultures are equal, ladies and gentlemen. There are certain cultural things that just reveal poor character. And your, your, listen, your character does not have to be defined by your skin color. And you know what? Your culture doesn't have to be defined by your skin, your skin color. And if, you're, if you are a part of a culture that has problems, you know what you're allowed to do? You're allowed to say, I'm not doing that stuff. I'm getting, I'm getting away from that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be different because I see where this type of behavior leads. I see the problems that comes from this type of life from people with this kind of heart and people with this kind of heart typically dress this kind of way. People who dress this kind of way typically act in this way. When we're seeing all these things, folks, we're allowed to look at that and observe and say, you know what? My kids aren't doing that. Okay? When, I, when I see all these curly-haired e-boys going around being effeminate, doing their weird TikTok dances and stuff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's going to make me tell my boys, you're not allowed to curl your hair. And I hate that we even have to, tell, you know, I, don't, I haven't had to tell my boys that. They haven't asked to do that. But folks, that's where we're at today. I, I'm, that behavior I'm seeing, it's not producing, you know, alpha males. I saw, I saw these two e-boys at the gym just yesterday pumping irons. And it was weird watching them pump irons. And you, first off, I think their parents made them go there. Because they were standing around talking most of the time. And let me tell you, the dumbbells they were pumping, 10 pounds. Okay. These are like 16 and 17 year old e-boys pumping 10 pound dumbbells and not doing it very much on their cell phones almost the whole time. You know what? I observe that. I see that. I'm not, I'm not raising that kind of man or boy. I, I, I'm not doing that. Oh, you're saying just because a guy has curly hair, wears tight pants, that he's going to be effeminate and only be able to pump 10 pounds. That's what I'm observing. You know, that, that's, what I, that, that's what I'm seeing. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer my boys away from that type of thing. Because, I, yeah, I, I don't want to turn something like that out. So let's keep reading. Verse 11 uh, says, She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lieth in wait at every corner. So it's not just the clothing, but the behavior, okay? But the that you know that helped him reveal or understand who she was. But chances are he knew what she was going to do just based on how she was dressed. When he saw her out the way she was, he knew how she was going to behave. And we do when we see certain looks, certain things, we expect a certain behavior from those people and were rarely disappointed. And so, verse 13, So she caught him and kissed him and with an impudent face said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. This day I have paid my vows. And then we're not going to go through it all. She goes on with a bunch of sweet talking. She goes on with a bunch of flattering. And, and it says, with her much fair speech, 21, she caused him to yield with the flattering of her lips. She forced him. 
So it was obvious to Solomon that this young man was deceived and he fell for her tactics. So, guess what? Solomon was right. When he looked at that guy walking out during the twilight, going by her house, he's like, what an idiot. And then when the strange woman shows up and she falls or he falls for her flattery, it was exact. He, he backed it up. This guy's actions went right along with what Solomon was observing just based on how he looked, where he was, when he was there. And Solomon didn't, or this man didn't disappoint. So he goes after her straightway as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. So there's no doubt in Solomon's mind what was going to happen to this young man. Solomon knows this guy's done for. This guy's life is ruined. We've all seen it before. That young lady's dating that loser of a guy. Her life's over. Her, she's, she's about to destroy her life. And you know what? We can't do anything about it, folks. Okay? We can't do anything about it. But you know what we can do? We can watch and observe. We can gain wisdom and do like Solomon did. And he's, he's literally, that's what Proverbs, the book of Proverbs is. He wrote these things down and he's trying to give his son instruction. He's trying to tell his son, hey, here's a, something I saw. This was my judgment. My judgment was right. You watch for these kind of things and make sure you don't ever fall for the strange woman because she will ruin your life. So he goeth as an ox goeth to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. So, uh, there was no doubt in Solomon's mind what was going to happen. There was no talking him out of what he was about to do. There was no make, way of making him aware of how he was about to ruin his life. He was void of understanding. But you know what? Solomon was at least able to teach his son what not to do. And he says, till a dark strike through his liver, as a bird hasted to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. You know, the fool never learns until it's too late. This guy, he's having a great time right now. But he's destroying his life. He's going to be miserable for the rest of his life. But, but you know, the, the man void of understanding, oh, look at the fun that he's having. But the wise man says, no, this isn't ending here. This is the beginning of something terrible. And the fool, but the fool doesn't learn. So he says here, hearken unto me, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths. For she hath cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. Notice how I said she's taken down many wounded. Okay, well, you know, when you're wounded, you know, you're impaired. You're a lot easy to take, easier to take out in a battle. A lot of the people that the strange woman takes out are just the impaired mentally. The young men void of understanding. But he said, listen, he, she doesn't just get the men void of understanding. She takes out the strong men too. And you know what? Solomon sadly didn't follow his own advice. And later, he loved many strange women. And it got him in a whole lot of trouble. And so he, he's warning him greatly. And so Solomon wants his son to trust his wisdom, to understand the danger of women like her. She wasn't just one bad woman. No, she was a type. And there are many out there. And that young man wasn't just one young individual void of understanding. No, he was a type. There are many people like him there, out there. And we got to make sure we're not one of those people. But sadly today, based on a horrible interpretation of Matthew 7, 1, that's just telling us not to be hypocritical in our judgment. People have decided that we can't do 
what Solomon tells us to do. What the book of Proverbs is telling us to do, it's telling us to judge situation. It's telling us observe, make judgments, and learn. Now, what it's not telling us to do in Proverbs, and you need to get this, okay? It's not telling you to observe, make judgments, learn, and then broadcast to the whole world how you are right. Okay? No, these are things we're supposed to internalize. We got a lot of people, it's like they've always got to be the one to predict what everybody's going to do before they do it. I knew this person was going down. You know, and, and, you know, listen, you see somebody do something they shouldn't do in the church. You see somebody in the church making a mistake, going down a wrong path. Observe, learn, internalize it, but don't broadcast it, folks. That's not the purpose of these things. Okay? We don't look and judge so we can tell everyone how everybody else is wrong and how bad they are and I saw their destruction coming. No, we do this for ourselves so we can learn, so we can have, we're, we're gaining wisdom, we're gaining experience through other people's successes and failures. So this isn't about being critical of everyone. We're not trying to do that, but we are allowed to learn. And so, um, just a few things real quick to start observing in your life. Okay? And especially young people, you need to start learning and doing this very thing. This is what Solomon was trying to teach. First thing, learn to observe and learn through judgment that comes on other people. Okay? When you see bad things happening to other people, I'm not telling you figure out what it is so you can go tell everybody this is why they're being judged, like Job's friends. But no, this is for you. This is an experience God has given you in your life. This is something God has allowed you to see so you can look and so you can learn. And in Proverbs 21, 11, it says, when the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. And when the wise is instruct, instructed, he receiveth knowledge. Okay, Smiting a scorner does nothing for the scorner. They're just a scorner. They're pretty much good for nothing. You know why we do it? It's for everybody else. You know why they used to execute people? It wasn't to reform them. It was to scare everyone else away from doing that same thing. It was a deterrent. And simple people would look and say, hey, we probably shouldn't kill people. You know, we, you know, we probably shouldn't commit these crimes because bad things are going to happen. And so we need, when we see horrible things coming on people who sin and who do wrong, we should learn and say, I'm not going to do that. When you see that person, you know, get thrown in jail for robbing a bank, you should say, you know what? I can understand what to take a shortcut in the financial world, but I don't want to go to prison. You should, you should learn from those things. Proverbs 29, 11 says, and so again, when you learn these things, it's not for you to just go broadcasting because it also says in Proverbs 29, 11, a fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. So, your judgments may be spot on, but you know what? They might be off by a mile too. The important thing is that you see what's going on and you learn from it. And here's, uh, here's another thing. The jury is going to be out for years on some things that you're observing right now. But eventually the truth will manifest itself. There's some things that you're going to see where people do wrong and or going down a path. Folks, it's... These mysteries are not unlocked overnight. Some things take years to observe and, and to learn from. And that's why we just keep our mouth shut. 
When you see somebody doing something you don't think they should, it's not time for you to pronounce it. Because preachers are bad about this. Preachers are the worst about this. You know, they see another preacher do something that they don't like. Maybe it's some little thing. Well, he's on the slippery slope to this. I promise you, in five years, he's going to be wearing skinny jeans. He's going to be using an NIV. He's going to have rock and roll music in his church. I promise you that, you know, because of this one little thing he did that's not even really that big of a deal. But now, okay, you know, now that the preacher has declared that, he is invested on the failure of this person. And they're going to be an enemy and try to push him over the edge and, and, and do all these things. No, listen, what you need to do, if that little thing is that big of a deal, you know, wait and see what happens before you run your mouth. And you know what? If you think you know what's going to happen five years from now, go write it down in a notebook somewhere. And then five years from now, go check and see if you're right. But no, we just we just run our mouth. And then preachers, once preachers run their mouth about something, they will try to do whatever they have to do to make reality fit their words, no matter how wrong they were. But, you know, that's what, that's what a fool does. And that's why just keep it in until afterwards. And you might be right. You might be wrong. Either way, learn. Either way, learn. That's the point. And so you need this wisdom, not so you can show everyone how right you were and how you knew it was coming, but you need it for your own personal instruction to prevent you from making the same mistakes. That's why we observe. Not so I can tell everyone else what to do, so I know what to do. So the second thing, when you see severe consequences come on someone... Make sure you learn from that and then expect the same thing to happen to you. Now, this right here is something that so, so many people miss, especially young people. They always think they're the exception to everything. I mean, yeah, I, I know this guy, you know, he's, he's broke up with 14 different girls, cheated on every one of them, but I know he really loves me. You know, I'm different. He said I'm special. I'll bet he told all those other girls that too. You know, young people, they always think they're the exception to everything. You know, you're the one that's, you know, going to drink and drive and nothing's going to happen to you. You're the one that's going to do drugs and not, you know, and nothing's going to happen to you. Everybody always thinks that about themselves. But folks, that's, that's just foolishness. Proverbs 22, 3 says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. We got a prudent man. He's watching. He's observing. He sees evil. And knows how to avoid it. The simple, he doesn't learn anything. The simple, he's just going along. He sees it, but he doesn't understand what he's seeing. You know why? Because he doesn't pay attention to anything. Just not paying attention. And I felt that way before too. You know, and, and I, is like in church, you know, where you see, you know, several people kind of just make the same mistake, and then it's like somebody else does it. It's like, weren't you watching? Am I the only one paying attention? To what's going on. And the truth is, no, they weren't watching. Some people are not watching what is going on in our world, in the lives of people, and that's why they keep making the same dumb mistakes. And we just need to understand, you would be wise that when you see something really bad happen to somebody because of a sin, just assume that's exactly what would happen to me. If, the, if I was to go and rob that bank, that'd be me sitting in the prison right now. You know, you young ladies, if I would if I would have went out with that girl, if I went out with that guy, I'd be the girl that's pregnant. You know, and that's got a de- you know a, the mother of a child of a deadbeat dad. 
You just need to assume it's going to happen to you. Romans 2, 9 says, Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, to the Jew first and also the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. Hey, God's going to judge evil across the board, Jew and Gentile. God's going to bless those who do good, Jew and Gentile, across the board. No respect of persons with God. And so this is why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 1.7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And folks, so many people, they think instruction, and this is, this is instruction, but it's not the only instruction. They think instruction is somebody sits you down, you know, and then they show you how to do something, verbally tell you how to do something. And that is an example of instruction. But you know what else is instruction too? Is again, just observing. You just watching somebody drive like a maniac and then them have a wreck. Did you know that's instruction for you not to drive that way? I mean, how many of us have you know avoided major catastrophes in our life you know, because we saw what somebody else did? And we're like, I'm not going to do that. You know what you did? You received instruction. And that's wise. That's wisdom. So instruction is more than just a human being or even the Bible giving you instruction. But it's situations in life. This is wisdom crying out in the streets. Okay, you know, you want to know, you want to know one place too where wisdom cries out um, on places like YouTube when you watch these fail videos. How many of those fail videos are people doing stupid stuff? You know what? You know, you know what? Wis, you know, wisdom that has cried out to me from Facebook and YouTube. Don't walk up milk crates. <laughs> I don't know how many saw that stuff, but you know what? I watched a bunch of videos of people doing that, and if you stacked up a whole bunch of milk crates and stuff like that, I'm not walking up. You know why? Because I had wisdom screaming at me not to do that when I saw all these people failing at doing that, and it looked very painful some of those times. So I'm I'm not going to do that. Okay? Some of y'all, you're simple. You watch the videos and you laugh, and we could do that right here, and you'd be the first one trying to do it. And then you'd fall and you'd break your ribs and think you're a victim. No, you're, you're the simple. Pass on, you're punished. Wisdom told us not to do that. Okay? Well, I wish people would listen to wisdom when it comes to voting and who we elect. But you know what? People are going to gonna ignore that too. Don't get me going on that. But the best instruction I've ever received that has deterred me from drugs, it was not some PSA on TV. You remember those say no to drugs commercials in the 80s? Just say no. Just say no, they would always say on those. I still have those things in my head. I remember the stupid song. I still, I, I'm not even going to try to sing it where they were talking about, uh, they get on there and they're saying no to drugs as being cool. You know, you, you wanted to be cool in the 80s. And so they told us, saying no to drugs is cool. You know, those things never inspired me one bit. You, you know what inspired me to not do drugs? People on drugs. Going to the house of people on drugs, seeing the behavior of people on drugs. That was the best. That's what they needed to put on commercials is show people on drugs. Show that pretty a before and after picture of that pretty young lady who five years later has got meth mouth because of meth. 
You know what? I'm not ever doing meth. You know, folks, there must be something to it. Otherwise, people wouldn't do it and spend money on it and take a chance of going to jail for it. But folks, look what it does. Wisdom says, stay away from it. And so when we fail to receive that instruction, when God puts people in your life and they, and I mean, they have major destruction because of these things and then you just ignore that, you are rejecting God's instruction. That's the same as if God just came to you and said, hey, don't do drugs. Well, God never told me not to do drugs. Yes, he did. He told every time you see that meth head out there, every time you see that drug addict out there, that is God telling you, don't do drugs. And unfortunately, many people there not listening. And we've got to listen. So God has not given us a book that has specific instructions for every kind of situation. But what it does have is principles and wisdom. So we will know what to do in every situation. The principles for everything is there in the Bible. But when we fail to receive instruction from life experience that God gives us, we do it to our own destruction. Proverbs 15.10 says, Correction is grievous unto them, him that forsaketh away, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Verse 12, A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. So folks, we are responsible for what we've been given, and when we fail to learn from experience, when we just turn a blind eye to everything, you know what we do? We're just racking up judgment. We're just racking up judgment. And we have got to learn to be people watchers. Not so we can be judgmental and think we're better than everybody else. Not to be critical, but because we want to learn. We want to have wisdom. Life can be difficult and there are many great challenges we may have to face and it doesn't hurt to prepare by watching others. You know what I've, I've purposefully done in my life, and my, this is something my dad told me to do. I've purposefully watched people who had really long marriages. You know what? I, I, I've purposefully watched preachers who've lost their wives to death. Why? I hope I don't ever need that. But you know what? If God puts someone in your life who goes through a unique circumstance that you may have to deal with someday, you should probably learn from what they're going through because... You know, you, you might need that someday. I tried, I've, I've tried to learn with, through other people when they're suffering tragedy in their life. Because I might need that instruction someday. And I, don't, I shouldn't be, you know, I, and, and when that day comes, it might be too late for me to ask for wisdom then. Right now, while wisdom is screaming out to me, is when I'm supposed to be receiving that instruction. But we've got to be wise observers. We've got to pay attention. Don't just bury your head to the obvious. You're allowed, you're allowed to notice the problems that are in this world. And you know what you should do? You should look, observe, and say, how is that happening? If you're trying to figure out how to, how to be healthy and you don't want to get really big, you know you're not a terrible person if when you go to McDonald's and you see that massive dude in front of you and he orders three double quarter pounders, you're, it's okay for you to look at that and say, you know what? I don't want to become that way. I probably shouldn't order three double quarter pounders. Don't say it out loud. Don't post about it on social media, but internalize it in your mind and go order a salad or something <laughs> and receive instruction. And so with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for...
Word, the wisdom uh, that we can find in it. And I pray uh, this message will just help inspire people, Lord, to not be judgmental, but to just be wise observers that they will learn to, to, to watch people, watch situations, and to receive the instruction that is available from it. Pray all of us that we uh, will pay attention to wisdom and listen when she's crying out in the streets. In your name we pray. Amen.